Welcome to More Business, More Life podcast. I'm your host, Steve Noplaton. This show is for C-level executives, entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, and speakers who have found success, but they don't have the life that they want. On this weekly show, we're going to be talking about business skills to have more business while we design our ideal life and have more life, more business, more life without sacrifice. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the More Business, More Life podcast. And today we have our guest, Becky Parker, guys, from Pro Audio Voices. And we've had such an amazing relationship. But what today we're going to explore is how she went from struggling as a solopreneur, working so many hours from the time she woke up till the time she couldn't stay awake any longer. That's how her workday looked to uh, not spending as much time with her family and not traveling, denying herself, as she would say, holidays, vacations, to now being able to live and even work with her daughters to be able to well, not with, they have different houses, but they live near each other so they can spend their life together and all kinds of amazing things to see this drastic contrast. That's what we're going to explore today. Becky, welcome to the show. Thanks. Great to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I think it's been it's been an amazing journey since I've met you. And, and I definitely think this conversation will be uh, such an exploration of that. And as you know, this show is all about more business, more life, which has really occurred in your life. So maybe let's... Um, start off just quickly about what business you're in and, and what you're doing just for context. And then we can uh, dive into some of the, the stories. Sure. Yeah. So typically we're working with independently published authors, small publishers, and now also people who are interested in getting started in the podcasting world and who, but they have content. They want to get it out there in the world in a bigger way. And so what we do is we help with audiobook production, audiobook marketing, and now also podcasting to help them have a bigger impact in the world and, and to reach more of their audience. It's awesome. And I have to say uh, that, uh, you know, you help us produce this show. So just to be really clear, um, yeah. you know, and I guess even in that, you know, you and I have both worked with each other now because I've been able to help you and, and you're helping me. So uh, it's kind of all in the family now, right? Yeah, so, it's real uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's been, uh, it is wow, it is. Um, when you have wow clients, which is a big thing for any anybody that's followed me at all, like they know that I'm so adamant about that, The um, you you become friends with, with, yeah. with the people you work with. It's just, yeah. you, can't, you can't help it because it's so wow, you know? So right. maybe actually, let's talk about that for a second. Like I, I know that that wasn't always the case for you. So maybe... Talk about that transformation in your life. Yeah, well, I, I certainly have had my share over the many years that I've been doing audiobook production and marketing. I've had many experiences where it wasn't always a great fit, you know, but I felt like I had to take the business, you know, because my I needed it for income, you know, that I, um, I didn't really, at that point, I was, you know, like pitching my services and kind of going one project to the next project. And I was feeling a lot of stress, you know? So, so I would take these occasion and they weren't all our clients, thankfully, but you know, sometimes I would take them and oh, man, it just hurt. It hurt in so many ways. Like, and, and the pain wouldn't, I, I'm just thinking about this one in particular that was, although I've had a couple that were pretty painful, um, where, you know, it, the pain wouldn't stop at the end of like my work day. And even though I was working too many hours at the time anyway, but um, to be really comfortable, you know, with my own life. But 
it's, it's those were the kinds of like painful experiences. It just would go on, you know, carry into everything that I, my whole life. And, and that then bleeds into also my time with my great clients. So yeah. it was, man, it's not a pleasant thing. And it's so not worth it. It's, um, that's what I found, you know, is that, you know, you think, you know, when I tell people about this, then the whole belief structure comes up because they're like, what are you talking about? If I go only go with my wow clients, those few that I've had, because oftentimes we can count on one hand when I talk to a business owner, not all, I've had a few surprises where people actually were already working with their wow client, but most of the time we're, we're not where, you know, you get a few and then the rest are just okay. And then you have a few, hopefully only a few hours. And uh, those really take us down, you know? It, it, and so, and what I've found is even though it feels like an oxymoron, right? Like work with your wild clients and have more business. We think that's absolutely impossible because I only have a few wild clients. So how am I going to run my business off a few clients? That's where the mindset goes. Right. But the reality is when you actually give all of your attention to your wild clients, the results go up, the revenue goes up, they start spending more money with you, more time, the lifetime value goes up because they're you know, with you longer, more transactions, all of that. Plus then they become raving fans and then they're referring people that are like kind because we typically hang out with people like us. Right. So though I call that the four R's as you well know, and I just, uh, that transformed my life and, and my business. So now just coming to that, because I know you've been going with this methodology for, for quite some time now. What would you say the results are from, from just focusing on the wow client? Oh, it's such a huge difference. Um, first of all, I'm happier. <laughs> you know, I mean, just on the most <laughs> fundamental level, life just feels better, you know. But it, it's, it just really, it transforms everything. It transforms how I feel about my work you know, the energy I can give to my wow clients, the, um, the revenue, it's like my, my revenue is way up from where it was before. And, you know, I've had, I've turned away clients that, or potential clients that didn't feel like they were a good fit in the, in the interim, which I wouldn't have done before. So huge difference. Yeah. 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 And then, and just in contrast, the cost, you know, I know you, we, I think none of us, even me, I, you know, I, I never, I didn't see the cost until you start looking at it, but then you start to realize when you solve those few remnant owl clients, as you move towards this, or even if you accidentally grab one during this process mm-hmm. that you're like, Oh wow, look how much this costs. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, um, yeah, it, it just, it, it adds up. And, and with that, and having had all this success, maybe let's just take a moment to go back in time, uh, you know, what, you know, what was it like before, um, you know, moving forward in this direction with all this happiness and joy and, and, uh, and growth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I know it wasn't always that way. So maybe just so the audience can get a little perspective here. Yeah. So I was, um, before we started working together, I was, um, I was sole proprietor. I was really wearing all the hats in my business and my work schedule was kind of like get up in the morning, work until I just couldn't function any longer and then fall into bed, you know, and then try and sleep wow. and then do it again another, you know, and that would go on and on. Now, that's not to say that I would never take breaks or wouldn't wouldn't take time out for family or something like, because family's always been like my my very favorite thing, you know, family time. But 
you know, for the last several years, my kids were grown. So it was mostly just me working, working, working. And it was exhausting, frustrating in many ways. And I, I was also going project by project. I wasn't, I was having, having that, that up and down, you know, that, uh, do great for a while. I'm in a project super. And then it comes to an end. It's like, Oh my God, I need to, you know, find more work. And then I would be trying to pitch people, you know, and I'm like looking for networking places. did a lot of networking and you know, networking is great, but not when I, not with the stress of like this feeling of, I have to pitch, I have to find my clients in a, in this kind of fishing way, you know, it, it yeah. it's just a whole different experience than I've been having since. And it was hard. I was not, um, you know, my life was just not as happy as it is now. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't in, I didn't have nearly as much of a feeling of peace and, and balance as I do now. Life is so much more enjoyable. Well, that's so, I mean, I'm so happy for you and thank you for, for sharing that. And, and speaking of that, like maybe share a little bit where it is now, like just so we can see both sides of this coin. Yeah. So now, first of all, I'm, working many fewer hours and I'm still, you know, I'm, it's still a work in progress. I'm still working more than 40 hours a week. You know, part of that's because I love what I do so much and I'm working with all these great people. So, <laughs> um, but you know, I'm still, uh, it's, it's an ongoing process in terms of finding that balance in my life, but, oh my gosh, my income is way up. Uh, even in the last few months, we've gotten our biggest projects ever. Really exciting, creative work that I just love. And I'm not having, I'm not pitching anymore. I used to spend so much time, like people would, in, get, I'd get inquiries through our website and, and they would tell me their word count and whatever. And I would spend all this time figuring out what the approximate cost would be, even though I didn't have all the information that would be most right. helpful, right? And then I'm like writing up these proposals and sending them out and then not hearing back from anyone. I spent so much time, just wasted time doing that. I don't do that anymore. You know, now I'm actually in conversation with people. I'll, if we, you know, first I'm figuring out if we're, if it feels like we might be a good fit for each other and if I can help them. And then we go to a, another meeting and then we get a little deeper into it. And it, it, I'm able to ask, just ask these questions that help me get into a deeper conversation and get much better information. So I know where they're going. I, and then I can better also figure out, am I the right person to help them? And if I am, then I can make an offer and, you know, usually go forward together. It's so much easier, so much more enjoyable. <laughs> awesome. And I know this is part of our time together because you're speaking of the wow sales method, right? So with that method and, and making it so much easier and you're not pitching anymore, what would you say has been the greatest result of that, uh, of using this technique? The greatest result. There's so many and they're all intertwined. And I think I've, I've referenced a lot of them. I, I will say this, you know, my income has so grown and, and it happened really quick. It's the beginning was really quick. You know, when I started to see that shift, I mean, literally in like in the first 
I think it was like first few months, I quadrupled my business. And then it's happened again since then, you know, over a little bit longer time because there was, you know, I had grown so much and then like to quadruple again, you know, it was like amazing. But I, (laughs) it is. Congrats and congratulations because, you know, you got to, uh, take a lot of credit for this. Like, you know, I do teach these things, but you, you did it. I mean, th- that's why I always said, and you know, I said from the beginning, this is a team effort. Yeah. If I, you know, if I, it's like, if you have an, a plan or a recipe, but you just stick it in the box and do nothing, then you're not cooking the food. You know, you still yeah. got to go and do what you got to do. Yeah. So you, so congratulations. But you know, for years yeah. I had, I tried so many different things, you know, I'd, I'd done different programs and stuff with other great leaders, you know, and, um, but I could never, I could, you know, I tried implementing things I was being told to do, but it never panned out to any kind of results that was anything close to, to what I was looking for, you know? And, and so this was, I remember when right before, you know, we first started, when I first saw you speak and I immediately, there was, there were all these like uh, nuggets, you know, that I was like, okay, this, yes, I felt so drawn, you know, to like working with you. And it's like, okay, so I immediately like cleared my um, schedule so that I could do the weekend event that I'm more business, more life that was going to start the next day. I was like, okay, I have to go. So I just like, I, I'm going to make it work. And I did. And then that was like the beginning of this journey. And it was a big decision for me because, you know, like I said, I'd spent like large amounts of money on other programs and, you know, without the results I was looking for. So, but something inside me was like, this feels so right. And it definitely was because like within a few months, I'm like, oh my gosh, I started looking at my results and like feeling this difference. And it's been, it just kept going and growing. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. It like brings me joy watching you progress. Cause I can remember that room. Like, so after I spoke, I remember you coming up to me and you were, you were, uh, I just remember it was, you were kind of quiet, you're soft-spoken. You're like, okay, I'm going to come. And I forgot, you just reminded me, I forgot that that speaking engagement just happened to be the day before my event. And I wasn't anticipating that many people to come from it because like, who's going to clear the schedule? But I do remember uh, it's happened a few times, but I remember you coming up saying that. And I can remember seeing the stress in your face and seeing how much joy you have in your face today. It's, um, it's, it's beautiful. And you know what pops in my mind too, is like all the things like pre uh, COVID-19, like the trips you were taking and well, yes, you've still been working you know, 40 hours uh, or more, you know, like, you know, and I know it's been on the more side, but still it's not like the 70, 80 hours that you used to do. Right. So it's significantly less and the traveling and the time you've been with your family now, like uh, several trips to New York, I I think if I remember correctly, Iceland, uh, and now even moving closer to one of your daughters, like you've just made, so I don't, you know, so I do want to examine like the transition a little bit more, but maybe let's just highlight these awesome things. Cause I know it's been a lot of fun for you. Yeah. So uh, it, it really has, you know, and that, so I did get to go as uh, so a part of the, this growth has been that my youngest daughter worked w- with me over the last few years. And then we got to go to Iceland together last summer 
And that trip was so, so magnificent. And just in so many ways. I mean, it's a beautiful place, amazing, like connection to earth that, you know, it, it feels so present there. And just being with her for that time, it was like hanging out with your best friend for two weeks. It was, it was, that was the feeling, you know, and I'm also like best friends with my other's daughters, you know, but like having this travel experience and I would not have allowed myself that I know for certain, because I've been denying myself trips for years, like most of my life. And I remember it was, uh, you kept telling, you, you know, there were many times when I heard, you know, just plan the trip to put it on your calendar and then figure it out. I was like, okay, I really want to do this trip. I want to put it on my calendar. <laughs> and then we actually made it happen. I, I just wouldn't have traded that for anything. So yes, having that and then, and then feeling like I could, I mean, partly COVID's actually part of one of the silver linings for me was that when everything kind of shut down physically, it made, it just made sense to me. Why am I, I'm not locked into this physical location in the same way that I was with the, my commitments, right? And so I moved to be closer to my oldest daughter up in the Portland area. And, you know, she's got two little girls. So I'm now a very active part of their lives uh, where before it was mostly video, right? It's just... Yeah. That's And I know how huge that is for you, how big really family is. is. Yeah. And my youngest daughter's up in the Pacific West Northwest now too. So I've got two out of the three here and one in New York. <laughs> yeah. Not not bad. And, and then you can always go to the East Coast and visit when you want. And hopefully she can come to the West Coast when she can and, yeah. and get that time. But you're definitely in a, a leaps and bounds from where, where you were. I, I'm curious, you said you denied yourself yeah. uh, vacations. How, how did that work? Uh, well, like you, I, you know, I, I, there were lots of places, or, you know, still are lots of places that I've wanted to go, but the denying myself has always revolved around fear. And, and it's always like, can I afford that? You know, can I take the time away? You know, so several things have happened that have shifted that for me. So one is I'm less driven by fear for one thing, (laughs) but also, you know, having my income uh, increase and, you know, has been a a huge part of that. And then the other thing is um, not being just me doing everything. So I have this whole team now. My team has grown really fast and we have, let me just sort of back up for a moment. Back in 2013, I was taking this other program and I, it, part of it was writing like, imagine your ideal day, you know, what's happening in your life, right? So I had written this thing about like being able to work with my daughter, you know, each, like my, especially my two younger daughters who are both in related fields, right? But, and I've done both of those things, by the way, worked with them. And then- and then this uh, traveling, you know, was part of that. What I was seeing was that this was coming about. So as I shifted my business and it, we started to grow and have all this full team, oh, I know what it was. It was about having an international, we were sort of an international go-to place for exceptional audiobooks. And now we have clients all over the world. 
We have narrators all over the world, editors all over the world. And we really are truly international. And I feel like that in itself is a part of uh, a gift that we can bring, a a piece of um, sort of expanding the you know, this, this oneness with all, you know, around the world, that that is a, a part of this whole process of like bring great, bringing great stories alive. We're doing it with people of all different nationalities, cultures. We're, we're doing this thing that I had envisioned in an even bigger way than I could picture it at the time. It's so so awesome. It's, uh, and you know, one thing that popped in my head, and I don't know if you've done this, but uh, using that, like I, as I became an international best-selling author, that actual, that word helped me get international gigs. And now right before COVID, I spoke in Namibia in, in Africa. It was like amazing. And I've gotten to, you know, travel and speak in, in Australia and New Zealand you know, in lots of other places. And it definitely helped, you know, so the fact that that's there and obviously you're sharing that, um, I don't know if you have, but just uh, one one thing that helped me is putting that word there. Once yeah. it's true, just say, hey, we're an international this, and which you are. Yeah. And then just by putting that more prominently, it actually extends it even further. It like opens the door wider, so to speak, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is, that is, that is awesome. Yeah. And if you could, you know, what I always like to do on this show is zoom in because there might be people saying, oh, I have those same things. I have those same fears. And I, you know, what, if you could think of the turning point moment, and I don't know if it, if it is, is it that speaking gig moment or is it, was it something before that? Like, what was the moment that shifted or after, maybe it was after that speaking engagement and we we're already working together, but is there a moment that you can say was the most significant moment of, of the, the turning point in your life? Um, I think that there have been several pieces sort of like points on the curve okay. but I, I will say there was one that was it was actually during the first one-to-one experience that that we had together and it was engaging some NLP process around a memory that I had from when I was an experience I had as a as a young girl where basically my mom had told me that I blessed my mom. She's absolutely wonderful mom, but without realizing what kind of an experience she was creating for me, yeah, she ex- she thought I was receiving too much from this friend of mine who wanted. He gave me this gift, and she told me I had to return it because it was too much. And I, I got this message: I'm not allowed to have too much, whatever that is. Right, and you know, I wanted more then apparently i was a, i was supposed to have and that you know so there's always i've always sort of carried a, this very quiet but definitely there uh, feeling of it's okay to have enough but it's not okay to have too much uh, without even knowing what that means right right very very limiting Right. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah, what is enough? Just enough to have food or to scrape by? You know, like what is too much? According to whom? You know, all these things that we could ask ourselves that 
make uh, make it very vague. Yeah. Right? A yep. very vague recipe yeah. to not a whole lot of happiness. Yeah. 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 So let's pause real quick and take a break and we'll be right back. I just want to give a big shout out to Pro Audio Voices. They help me with all of my podcasts and Becky and her team are just amazing. I've known them for years, even before I started my podcast. And that's why she was my go-to because not only does she help me sound great and produces the podcast so it's easy for me, I can do what I do best. I do the speaking and the interviewing and then they do all that background work to help get the podcast out there in the right way with the highest quality. But on top of that, what makes it most critical to me, for those of you that know me, wow clients are important, wow relationships are important. And working with Becky and her team is definitely wow. I get an amazing experience. I get to work with amazing people. A lot of love and hugs. Let's put it that way. So if you want to work with great people and you want to get a podcast out and you want to let go of all the technology and the way that it's recorded so you can do what you do best, then you definitely want to get a hold of Pro Audio Voices. And it's ProAudioVoices.com and you'll be able to reach Becky and her team and be able to let go of all that stuff so you can do what you do best and then delegate the rest. Yeah. And that's, it's those things, you know, it's, and thanks for being so vulnerable and sharing on this because these are the things that are, that are unseen. They're, you know, like who would have thought uh, that that would be the thing, you know, like prior to that, did you have any evidence? I mean, now maybe looking back, you could say, oh yeah, look at what I did there and look what I did there. It's obviously due to this information, but prior to that moment, that time that we sat down and uncovered that it was, was it undetected? It was undetected. You know, what was interesting was that when I thought back to that moment, I realized, I realized then that it was a moment I had that was very vivid in my mind. I mean, like I can still picture the exact color of that object that I was supposed to return. Like it was so, it's still so vivid to me, but shifting how that experience how I now am, and how now I can like revisit that experience and it doesn't have the same kind of pain and limitation that it did before we kind of uncovered that as a thing, as a moment. Right. Yeah. Cause our adult consciousness can start to break that down. But when it's unconscious that when we're not, when it's subconscious, when we're not thinking about it, it's there. Um, and that's the wonderful work of the neurolinguistics uh, programming and also the family systemic patterning that, that I learned from Bert Hellinger and what I learned from Carl Kite around the NLP side. It changed my life. And even I, I had learned about this before I met Carl because uh, I met one of his students and then that changed my life. And that's why I chose to bring that into my life's work because I saw, wow, what an impact. Many stories like what you just stated, I had. I'm like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that that was affecting me in this way and, and stopping me from having this. And I can remember a moment when I was in my car and I was like, oh, this is mine. Because mine was a little different flavor. Like we all have our things, but mine I didn't realize at the time was that I, I would lose things. So no matter how much money I would make or how many things, then things would somehow disappear and I had to work really hard to not let that happen. And the first time I can remember the moment when I was in my car and I was like, oh, this is mine and it's not going to go away. It doesn't have to go away and I don't have to feel that way. It's the fear. Like you were talking about, there's always a fear that something's going to be there. And, right. and many family members in my family history have had those losses or, or people hurt them or different things. And then that 
cause this fear to trickle down and always be protective and even though it doesn't serve us so it's 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 a it's a it's amazing amazing moment so i guess what what would you say to look for another point mm-hmm. a point that uh was conscious that you made a choice like yeah. so you know, you're having this experience that you were having, which from what I'm hearing was, you know, working from the time you woke up till the time you couldn't work anymore. You were not spending as much time with your kids as you would like. You know, I know it wasn't at zero, but it definitely was a lot less than now. Or even if you did do it, you would feel guilty, right? And then you're denying yourself these vacations and holidays and all these things. And then, and doing it all yourself, right? That was, I think, you know, you didn't have the team that you have now and all of those things. So then what, where was it that you made a choice that you would say started to lead down this path? Well, um, I, I guess there are, there are a few things. I, I mean, one is actually that decision to start working with you, to be honest. I mean, that was, okay. that was really big. Um, then once we were working together, there were some things that were, that felt like small changes, like, but like even just clarifying, getting really clear on what was my best target market. Like who exactly, like which which aspect of audiobooks did I most want to focus on? And I started, you know, down one path and I, that actually led to some more clients. And then I realized, oh no, I think it's actually, I have more to offer in this other area. And so then I started down that path and it was a little bit like, building the the verticals within my business one at a time. Right. And I, I think that that just getting clearer, getting clearer on where I can, you know, and that, that came as a part of the process of figuring out my audio logo or, you know, what, what you call the audio logo that, that like, who is, who are the people that I'm meant to work with? Who are those wow people for me, you know, and for me, they're, you know, they typically are falling in the category of independently published authors and small publishers, but they have, you know, they're, they really want to reach their, their biggest audience, right? They really care about that. And you'd be surprised. I mean, some authors, I know a lot of authors and they're not, they don't all have that same commitment. Many are just like, I just want to write. And yes, I want to publish, but I don't want to market. Okay. Well, that's not necessarily my best client because I want people to have a real impact in the world. And if their books aren't actually reaching their audience, then they're not having any impact. And then my mission in life is not being as fulfilled. So it helps me to kind of get clear on who are the people that are a great fit. And of course, those people who are like passionate about getting their works, their messages out there and really reaching their audience, they're the ones who, you know, are excited about what we have to offer and, uh, and are exciting to work with yeah. because we can help them. It's so, so beautiful, Becky. And, and so true. It gives us clarity, right? You know, just is, clarity is so huge. I mean, if you just think about it, driving a car or going anywhere, if you put a blindfold on, you know, you have to really slow down to see, you know, to hear, right? I mean, that's what I would say. If we lose one of our abilities, the other ones get accentuated, you know, and that's part of the mind and and taking care of us or survival, however you want to define that. 
But if you're in a car and you're and there's fog around around you, you can only see so far and right. you can only get excited about so much, you know, just obviously being careful at that point because it's just really cloudy and you can't see. And then as that clears and you can see ahead, you can start to map out farther, you can start having more confidence. So all the things that 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 you're describing. You know, I was I'm curious if we have it, you know, the, I keep going back to these pinpoints, but I'm looking at, you know, if someone's out there listening and they have these aspirations and dreams as you had, mm-hmm. and then they're in this, you know, whatever you want to call it a rut or, you know, it's not happening the way they want, but they're keep trying, you know, what was the, what was the moment that helped you? Or if it is a series of moments, okay. But what, if someone is in that, what's that first step that you took I mean, well, I just, this goes through my head. So I'm just going to say it out loud. You, you were at an event, right? you know? Yep. Yeah. I mean, so I guess, I guess what I feel, and I don't know this, so I want you to say in your words, Yeah. but I know you were showing up for stuff. So I guess that was the choice that you were making. Like, I better go learn something. I'm going to find. So you're obviously seeking knowledge. Otherwise you wouldn't have shown up in, in my world. Yeah. I was also, I was really seeking um, guidance because you know, as I said, I'd, I'd done several other kinds of things. I was looking for, I was looking for the path out of the, the closed room (laughs) that I had kind of locked myself into, you know, I was looking for my way out, not out from what I was doing, but the way that I was doing it, because it wasn't achieving what I wanted it to achieve. I wanted more freedom. I wanted more balance. I wanted more income you know, and I wasn't finding that without help. So I was like, I, I think I was at a point where I recognized I needed help. Got it. And, and, and so I was looking for that. And then when I recognized that it was here, like at the event with, where, with you, I was just really, it was very clear to me that we were in alignment and that you had, guidance that would really be helpful to me. And so it was making that decision. And, and that was, um, yeah, that was, that was probably the biggest turning point, take, just taking action on that. And it was scary. Honestly, it was scary because I wasn't, you know, you don't have guarantees, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we don't really know for certain anytime we take some action, if it's going to pan out the way we hope it will. But my gut was saying yes. And I trusted that and it was right. Did you always trust your gut like that? No, not always. But I have had a consistent pattern of when I don't, I usually regret it, you know? <laughs> so so that's what helped you in this moment in your life because you yeah. had had previous experiences that your gut was screaming like, go for it. And then you chose not to. And then this time you said, okay, I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. Um, I think there have been more. Yeah, there. I think there that the th- the experiences that are coming to mind where I was like, I told myself I was going to trust my gut. And then the moments when I didn't were, so I used to be uh, like a master tenant in a household, right? I would rent rooms to other people. And so when I'd have somebody come, you know, apply for a room or something, there were moments when I was like, I don't know. I just, you know, my gut was saying, no, 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 no. And my mind was saying, yeah, but I got to fill this room, you know, I, and so fear, right? And then I would say yes. And then, oh man, be so bad every time. 
It was oh so God. consistent. And in many ways, I just like appreciate that. I'm, I'm grateful that I had those experiences because a, a, a whole series of those really helped me get better at trusting my gut. And so... What, what, like a school of gut trusting. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> having, that, <laughs> having that job as a master tenant. You know, it's like the, the, the silly little jobs that I've had in my life that made an impact, you know, because that's like not was not your core business, but something you were doing. And then it's not like you just had this dream of being a property manager. And then so there you are doing this thing. And then look at the lesson that was so profound. Yeah right now, because here we're talking about one of the biggest shifts in your life and it was trusting your gut because it was scary. It was uncertain, like everything in life. I mean, when do we ever have certainty for tomorrow? Yeah, we don't. We think Never. we do, but we don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right now we're in a time where people are saying everything's so uncertain. And I, and I was talking with one of my other friends, um, uh, Tyler Rivenbach, Bark, and he was, uh, we were talking about uh, how, when do you ever have, when do you ever have certainty? Yeah, you know, I know, you know. So it's, uh, it's, uh, but, but, but that comes back to this. In, we, you know, we can tend to lean a little bit on that. I, I definitely am with you, and I, I can picture moments right now. There's one time when our flight got canceled, it was this whole ordeal, and then we're already at the airport. And so then I, this inside of me, the consciousness were like, you're already at the airport, get a new flight. And then I'm like working and it was really hard. And it was like all of these extra time trying to find the right flight. And my gut was saying, leave the airport, leave the airport. And I could have went, got a hotel room for one more night where we were and, and, and then just came and, and we had found really quickly, really easily. My wife had found a flight for in the morning. And I was like, no, we're already here. We're like, you know, it's like that whole thing. The part yeah. of me was being like, it's a pain in the ass, like getting to the airport and all that. And, but you know what? It was a bigger pain in the butt to uh, deal with what we dealt with. And then we didn't even get home. We ended up having to go through Chicago and then something happened with that flight. And then we had to get another hotel room in Chicago. And then, and, and I wasn't even trying to go home. I forgot I was going, we were on this trip and then I was going to a speaking gig in Denver. And then I was uh, even late. Uh, getting in because of the choice I made. If I would have left, and and my wife uh, gladly pointed this out, if we would have went to the hotel and took the flight in the morning, we would have made it to Denver, no problem, no on, on yeah. time. It was like, <laughs> and and I and I can reflect on that. And this was a more recent one. This is a couple of years ago. I uh, I was like, okay, this has to be one of the last times I'm going to allow this to happen. It was like a big sting. It sucked. It was like. Cause we were, and we were traveling with very little amount of sleep for like 36 hours yeah. to get, and it wasn't even over the water. It was, a, it was in, I was in Canada <laughs> trying to make it to Denver and it was like, shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> so I a hundred percent, uh, understand, understand what, what, what you mean. So that was, um, so you had all these lessons so that when that moment, when a big yeah. moment came, you were able to ride on that experience. Yeah. I think, you know, so often we're kind of trained out of trusting our gut. We have, or, or, or it's even that our, our brain just like, you know, our mind is like, oh, I mean, I think that what kept coming up for me in those moments when I wouldn't trust my gut was that, that little saying of don't judge a book by its cover. You know, I'm judging this person. Right. And it's like, no, actually, what my gut was telling me was not that they were a, a bad person or a wrong person. They just weren't a good fit for me. 
And that's the piece I just didn't understand. I thought that if I didn't say like yes to everybody, that somehow I was like doing this judging thing. Right. When my gut was just trying to give me some good guidance on what was a good fit. Well, it's kind of like wow tenants instead of wow clients. Right. You know, the, <laughs> the right. reality, the reality there, and I had to learn this too. Because you're not, I'm so glad you brought this up because this is something when I talk about wild clients, maybe I don't even say enough, but I do know I I mention it, but it is good for them and you. Because remember when it goes sour, it's usually, typically it's not painful, uh, painful for just one of you. Typically it's painful for both people and the experience goes on. It's not being a match. And when you, when you actually say no to someone, because it's not a match, then they may even be unhappy in that moment. Right. You know, I had to train myself to understand that to do the right thing, if someone was unhappy with me now, but they would be happy later, I had to accept that versus making someone happy in this moment. And then we're both really unhappy later. Right. Right. So say that again, if you're, I'd rather have people be unhappy now and have the happy ending versus have a happiness now and then have this ending that's like not good, right? And usually those are really bad, right? So the, 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 the choice between those two became quite easy for me. And then it also was actually respectful and honoring that person. Going back to your point, it doesn't mean something's wrong with them. Right. It just means they're not supposed to be here. Right. They're not supposed to be working with us. And when you actually come to that decision, because what I used to do is I used to even drag it out because I never wanted to make people unhappy. And so then I would like drag something out and make it take longer. And then I realized, I can't remember what it was. I wish I could have a moment, but some part of me, I can't remember the exact moment. I realized, wow, I'm actually hurting them because I started to notice like they were saying, Steve, can we work together? Can we do this? And, and, and I was dragging it out. If I would have just said no, they would have found, I think even now that I'm letting this draw, I know, I know I'd probably find a moment, but I don't want to take too much time. But I feel like someone even said that to me. And then that's what Mm. triggered it. I actually had someone, they're like, why did you make me wait all this time if you knew it wasn't a good fit? Why didn't you just tell me? And then I could have found someone, some another way. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just hurt them. There I was trying to save them from being hurt. And then I hurt, I hurt them more because I didn't just listen, like you're saying, to what it was. And so that that triggered me to say, okay, not only am I making it better for both of us, we're doing it now. And then we're not wasting each other's time because they're going to cut ties with you when you get that no. And then they're going to go find another place, in this case, another place to live. Right. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's wow. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. So I think strongly encourage people, trust your gut, trust it. Yeah. <laughs> it may it's, not make any sense to your mind, but trust it. It actually is a better GPS than the mind is. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, we can spend so much time. And this I learned a lot from Michael Singer uh, from the Surrender Experiment. You know, he would listen, let the first thing come to his mind, even if he didn't want to do it at the moment or he didn't think about it, he would just trust it. And, you know, you think about it, how often we get a no and then we convince ourselves with our mind to do a yes. And I did this many, many times, or we get a yes and then we convince ourselves why not to do it. And then we act on that according to that mental logic. And then it's like, oh crap. You know, I had a really interesting uh, recent experience with this very, uh, very concept. And that is that uh, I was over at my daughter's house and we were playing a game. 
we were playing Code Names, and which is a really fun game. I don't know if yeah, you've ever played. played it. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I was on a team with my daughter and I would give her a clue and she would say out loud the exact, like the first thing out of her mouth, the first cards she named were the exact right ones. And then she would convince herself that, no, I couldn't, must not mean that, you know, like time and time again. And so at the end of the round, I was like, oh, if you'd just done the first thing that you said, you know, would have been right. And, um, and she, then her, her husband said, uh, yeah, she's telling me that all the time too. It's like, wow. you know, so we have these, it's like the first, the instinctive uh, response is so often, and I, so often the right one. And I, I think there's also, you know, certainly room for giving thought to that. Of course, because there is still the worldly things. You know, this is a deeply spiritual thing of like a download or an instinct, but then there, it, there's the human aspect of it, of moving through it. So I think, you know, those steps are, are still important, but I had the same experience. So this is interesting uh, that this game could have this byproduct of like what your first instinct is, because yeah. uh, we had some friends over when we were playing it once and their son did the same thing, the exact word, like the ones that he wanted to pick right away were the ones. And then he would pick different ones. He would talk himself out of it. And he did it over and over. And I noticed, and I'm like, Hey, the first ones that you said, they were always the right ones. And yeah. it was, and it was, it was uh, helpful for him to stop second guessing himself. So yeah. anyway, who would have known that, uh, <laughs> code names, I, I, I I uh, have this feeling that the inventors of that game were not thinking that it would be an intuition game. Or right. maybe they were. <laughs> maybe know, they were. <laughs> maybe they were. But it is. It is. So um, noticing, uh, noticing. And, you know, sometimes for me, it was like I was such a fast mover. I mean, that's why you know me. I, I have these turtles on my desk. And yeah. uh, I have like sculpture turtles. To, but they're right here. Like I'm holding it right now because uh, I need to remind myself to slow down because sometimes the thing would be there and I wouldn't even notice it. I'd be going so fast. So two things had to happen for me. One, I had to uh, first slow down enough to notice those first instincts come. And two, then I had to listen to it. Right. You know, yeah. for me. And, um, and that, that's, uh, that's huge. I mean, who would have thought? I, I had no idea where this conversation was going to go. And then, <laughs> you know, number one, I had no idea that the biggest turning point was going to be us necessarily. I know that it was a huge impact and I know that our relationship has been very meaningful. I think for both of us, I've truly enjoyed working with you. And this is the exact display of wow clients. It's been, uh, there's, it's been joy. Like I've been smiling the whole time yeah. we're doing this interview. I, yeah. uh, it's brought me a tremendous amount of joy to work with you. It truly is a wow client. Um, and then you've had these amazing results and we both trusted our gut because I do the same thing. Like I no longer allow clients just to pick me. Right. You know, it's it's a mutual thing. And I remember that moment when we decided to work together. I felt it. I'm like, okay, I can help her. And uh, and I believe she'll do it. Because that's what I'm always looking for. I'm looking for, you know, do they do they want it? Because if if you don't want change, there's nothing I can do. I can't want it more than you, number one. Right. Number two, are you uh, willing to take action? And you are taking so much action, but in all <laughs> these different ways, right? That if we like take that power that you were using and put it in the right spot, it would make more more effectiveness. And then the third is, will you take the guidance? Yeah. And it takes those three things I've noticed. And when I have all three of those, then then, uh, I mean, and I think I even told you this at the beginning. And when I have those three things, then we have, we have victories and look at where we are. 
look where we are. Yeah. Yeah. Huge victories. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's so beautiful. What would you say just, um, this has been an amazing exploration and we, we have a little bit of time left. I'm curious, what haven't we talked about that was also really big that you think would be useful for someone to know in, in, in this transformation that you've gone through? Uh, one of the things that I that comes to mind is that there were moments where I, I felt uncertain about, like, I would ask for guidance on a specific thing, right? And then still part of me was resistant to, you know, should I, I don't know, should I do that? Or, you know, there was a, like, at, at, you know, one of them was with a client that was really an owl client, was causing me a lot of pain. And I was so resistant to letting go because I was still carrying that fear of, well, then do I have to give her money back? She's going to be so mad at me. You know, there was, I just felt like I should just finish it up, you know, and was that the so one that I said, pay them? Yes. I was like, give them the money, give them all the money back and get out of there. Get out, pull out. <laughs> yeah, you kept advising me. I was like, well, I'm so close to being done. And then it just dragging on and on and on. You know, getting, being willing to take the action, even if it, like on one hand, yes, the following the gut. But that, see, I could tell it wasn't that my gut was saying, don't let go. It was my, it was the fear that was saying, don't let go. I was, we were, it was still pretty new. Uh, We'd only been working together for like, I don't know, two or three months. And I was like, I was still scared about letting go. And so I resisted and held on and held on. So I learned, I, so I guess maybe this then is the, the other piece is any of those, Whatever happens, you know, just accept it. Look for the gift. Like, what did I learn? Be grateful for that. And then make a better choice. <laughs> you and, know? and that's or, what you did. And yeah. that's, what, that's what I look for. If somebody repeatedly did that, and, and then, then I would probably part ways. I'd be like, hey, I don't think that my guidance is serving you, you know, because we're not... Uh, taking action, but you know, I never was mad at that moment that you dragged on. I never was offended. I always believe like we all have to learn in our own ways. And, and, you know, I just, you know, I never impose my thoughts on, on you or anyone. They're my opinions, but you asked for it obviously. And you paid me for my opinion. And so I gave it and then it's your job to choose to take it or not. Like I always say, you know, I'll be the guide, but you're going to be the pilot. You know, I'll never take that pilot seat in your life. And, uh, and so sometimes you might not listen to the tower and, and, and uh, <laughs> take off. And then there's another jet right there. And we're, you know, it's like, Oh, shoot! Yeah. Oh, you have to do evasive maneuvers to save your life. And, and, yeah. and you do, but then yeah. you'll never forget that. You're like, maybe I should listen to the tower. If they tell me another <laughs> plane's coming. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was, um, it, it, I, I guess I had to learn, that lesson fully, you know, through that moment. Um, yeah. So I'm grateful for what I learned from it. Yep. It's kind of like that airport experience. I mean, I already knew this stuff. Yeah. I, uh, 
you know, and it wasn't that long ago. Like I, you knew me when, when I was on this. So, I mean, like, even I'm teaching this to you and then I didn't trust my gut. And I do know, like, I think about it often. So it had to, it had to sting bad enough for me to go, okay, you're done with this, Steve. Cause I had already learned a lot and I trust my gut a lot more in the last decade. And it served me really, really well. But like, like you said earlier, it's never like perfect. Like you're still learning and we're still growing. Yeah. And so I wasn't happy, especially when you have an engagement and then and then you're late. That's the thing about flights. You know, we always know something could happen. But the fact that then I look back, I'm like, wow, I did have some choice in that. And I could have done a different route. And I was getting a little gut indication or maybe not even little, maybe it was big and I was ignoring it. Yeah. So and we need those sometimes. We need that extra little poke to say, I always say life kind of taps you, taps you. And then when we don't listen, it slaps you. Yeah. If, if you, if someone was learning from all of this, what we just said, and this is the last time you were to speak to them, what would be the one thing you would advise them? Uh, I guess um, maybe it's just because we were just talking about it, but trust your gut. And, and also, you know, the huge finding a mentor that you align with was so huge for me that I would I would strongly encourage that. I was afraid early on, you know, when I was I, I felt like I was looking for a mentor, but I was like looking for some something that I felt like I could afford, you know. So I was like putting all these massive limitations on myself in terms of finding the mentor. And then once I like found you and was willing to trust my gut that combination, then even though I was spending more than I would have ever thought I could, the results have been so huge. I would never change that decision. I would never go back and say, oh, no, I shouldn't have done that for any reason. Right. It becomes... um, Oh, my gosh. I I think about what I would have missed out on. no. I uh, I know you know Vitalia, and I'm going to have her on the show here soon in the next okay. couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, she recently told me, she said, Steve, I was thinking about a relationship and kind of like what you were just saying. And she said, I can't even put a financial number on it anymore. It's yeah. it's priceless. I, I can't even imagine. And, yeah. and that touched me. Like it was like, uh, it was an emotional moment. I was like, oh, wow. You know, and... um. And I can only reflect to my uh, thing too. And another person that's going to be coming up soon on the show is Jeffrey Slater, the man that made the big difference in my life. And the difference though, for me, like I got dragged to the, a workshop. I did not want to go. I was even finding ways to leave. I was going to sneak out. I'm not joking. I was actually making a plan. Like I had a strategic plan to like leave just so my friend could feel like, again, remember I told you I never wanted to make people unhappy. So yeah. I'm like showing up for somebody else. And so thankful that that happened. And then, uh, and then I, met, I met him and I quickly went right up on stage, at, which was weird for me and weird for him because he was like, what the hell are you doing? Because I like jumped on the stage. But I was like, oh my gosh, we have to work together. And it was way more money than I could afford at the time. And I remember driving away going like, what the hell did I just do? Yeah. And uh, I would pay double now if I could yeah. go back to... I. I or more. I, I don't, I, yeah. I wouldn't be here with you right now. Let's put it yeah. that way. This is yeah. uh, 
And I know that yeah. somehow the universe knew I was supposed to be there because I didn't, I, I must, I think I had gotten email notifications about that first event. And I just like, I thought, oh yeah, maybe I'll go. And then I just like totally ignored it. And then I think it was, it was either the day before or even the morning of that event. My friend called and he was like, so are you going to that event? I was like, oh, I looked at my calendar. I guess so. I was like, I didn't. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I was just like trying to be nice, you know, to, you know, I figured, oh, he's trying to fill the room, you know, whatever, you know. Um, but wow. So glad I showed up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And this, the light's coming right in on my skylight right now, re- ending the podcast. Like, oh, <laughs> we're both talking about that. Oh, moment, right? The moment I run on stage and meet Jeffrey Slater, yeah. the moment that you come to an event and met me, um, yeah. and you're going to have a moment like this, and you probably already have, where you can be that for somebody else. And this is where we can all be the teacher and the student, and it's simultaneously. And I, I think I'll, for the rest of my life, I'll be a teacher and a student. Why not share what we know to others, for others, yeah. and uh, why not keep learning um, as well? I mean, life is learning, so... Absolutely. It's such a beautiful conversation with you, Becky. And I'm sure we'll have to have another one because there's so many other things that have happened in our lives together that we didn't even get to uh, talk yeah. about in this hour. But um, what a wonderful exploration. And thank yeah, you for sharing you. your life with us. And, and I'm so happy that you have more business and more life. Like you are, um, you could start to be one of our, our, uh, our front runners, uh, you know, like we, and luckily we have many, so we're happy about that, yeah. but definitely you are, um, you know, really living that life that you're integrated your, your business and your life together, your family even. And, um, so just so happy to see it. So, yeah. Thank you so much. It's, it's yeah. my pleasure. And, uh, and for everyone out there, you know, please let us know what your challenges are or what fears you're dealing with. And, you know, um, and I'm sure we'll put connection in our show notes to Pro Audio Voices. And, um, you know, between myself and Becky, we're happy to be here to help in any way that we can. So thank you so much for listening. And as always, remember, choose gratitude and create freedom. Thanks for listening to the More Business, More Life podcast. I hope you got value. And if you did, we have so many more things for you at stevenopleton.com. You'll be able to connect with us on social media. We are active. You can ask us questions. And then on top of that, I want to give you a really big gift. And it truly is. We want to give so much value. We have an offering. It's a program called Clear Path to Customers. It's the same way that we attract wow clients and only working with the right people, the people we want to. And it's transformed my business into millions more in revenue with the right people and my clients. And we're doing it absolutely free. So you can go to stevenopleton.com and grab that. You just got to put in your information. We'll send it to you promptly. And that again is on stevenopleton.com. I look forward to having you on the next show. Until then, remember, choose gratitude and create freedom. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.